This podcast is a ministry of United Baptist Church in Valdez, North Carolina. We're glad you're here to listen as Pastor Steve Matthews teaches from the Bible. We would love it if you would worship with us in Valdez at 2638 Messer Road. We gather at 9.45 a.m. for Sunday school and 11 a.m. for a worship service. We also meet at 6 p.m. on Wednesdays to study God's Word. Thank you for listening today. Like you said, I'm Ashley, and I never thought that I would be up here speaking to y'all, ever. Um, a couple weeks ago, the preacher actually even made a joke saying, hey, you could always speak at uh, Women's Day. And I said, automatically, no way. Um, I don't do public speaking. That's not my thing. Um, and then seven days later, the very next Sunday, I was sitting in the pew, and I had this overwhelming pressure. This I had to, I had to write this down. I had to get it out. Um, God's working in this church. Um, in ways that we don't even understand or know. So um, here I am, and I am talking about Hagar today, which is also not a subject that typically is spoke on on Women's Day. Um, I've had people even ask, why don't you do something a little bit easier, like Mary? Or, <laughs> um, But this is what God's put on my heart. So um, when I was thinking about Women's Day, my mind automatically went to, what does the perfect godly woman look like? And as I looked at the qualities that the Bible talks about on godly women, and you can Google a list, you can look in the Bible, there's, you know, um, the list goes on and on of all these qualities. I kind of started to feel bad. I thought, I strive to be all these things, but I don't know if people automatically would describe me as these, all these qualities all the time. This led me to start thinking about the imperfect women in the Bible. And since I'm currently studying the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, My mind went to Hagar. So if you're following me to your scripture, we're going to be reading in Genesis chapter 16. Previously, God had appeared to Abraham and had promised him a son. Picking up in Genesis chapter 16, verse 1, Now Sarah, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarah said to Abraham, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarah. Then Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. After Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan. So he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. Then Sarah said to Abram, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace, and when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between you and me. So Abram said to Sarah, Indeed, your maid is in your hands. Do to her as you please. And when Sarah dealt harshly with her, she fled from her presence. Now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarah. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly so that they shall not be counted for a multitude. 
And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are with child, and you shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has heard your affliction. He shall be a wild man, and his hand shall be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are the God who sees. For she said, Have I also here seen him who sees me? So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram named his son who Hagar bore Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. So in this scripture, you see um, a couple things. You see that Sarah takes matters into her own hands. She gives her Egyptian slave to Hagar, Egyptian slave Hagar to Abram as a concubine to build a family. Hagar becomes pregnant, and Sarah and Hagar's relationship become troubled. There's evidence that showed pride, self-importance, and jealousy between them. Sarah mistreats Hagar, and Hagar ends up fleeing from her. The angel of the Lord comes to Hagar and questions Hagar. Angel of the Lord says, return to her mistress and submit to her, and Hagar returns. We'll continue the story in chapter Genesis chapter 21, verse 1. And the Lord visited Sarah, and he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abram a son in his old age at this time, set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, who Sarah bore to him, Isaac. So the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, scoffing. Therefore she said to Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be the heir with my son, namely with Isaac. And the matter was very displeasing to Abraham's sight because of his son. But God said to Abraham, Do not let it be displeasing in your sight because of the lad or because of your bondwoman. Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice. For in Isaac your seed shall be called. Yet I will also make a nation of the son of the bondwoman, because he is your seed. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water, and putting it on her shoulder, he gave it and the boy to Hagar and sent her away. Then she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water and the skin was used up, and she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. Then she went and sat down across from him, at a distance of about a bowshot. For she said to herself, Let me not see the death of the boy. So she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept, and God heard the voice of the lad. Then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, What ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad and where he is. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. So God was with the lad, and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. So in this uh, scripture, you see Sarah and Abraham have a biological son, Isaac. Again, Sarah and Hagar's relationship is troubled. Sarah ends up sending away Hagar. Hagar, in despair in the desert, calls for God, and God comes to her and directs her to safety. At first, when you hear this story about Hagar, you see the imperfectness of these women. They doubted God's plan. They were scared. They were prideful. They were jealous. They were impatient. However, if you look past the imperfect qualities, Hagar demonstrated some godly qualities also. 
Hagar showed boldness and bravery. After being mistreated, she fled as a pregnant slave. She braved death to see if she could reclaim her freedom. Twice she went off without protection to a far-off place as a foreigner, a slave, and an abused woman. Hagar shows humility. Hagar had to change her plan. She was fleeing for freedom when God told her to return. She had to put her wants and needs aside. Hagar also showed faithfulness. She's an Egyptian and most likely didn't have the religious background of Sarah and Abraham, yet she ended up being obedient and faithful to God. In Genesis 16, after she flees and God tells her to return to her mistress and submit to her, she listens. In Genesis 21, she calls out for God to help. She is God-fearing, and God reveals himself twice to her. Whether you connect more to the negative characteristics of these women or to the godly qualities at this moment in your life, God can work in your life in difficult times. Sometimes through our imperfect qualities, God works and shows us our godly qualities. God worked in Hagar's life, even though she was imperfect. He gave her a son, guided, and protected her in the wilderness. God hears us. He sees us. God provides. God still works even though we go off plan. God doesn't reject us because we are imperfect. We are not defined by our imperfect qualities by God. Thank you. This podcast is a ministry of United Baptist Church in Valdez, North Carolina. We're glad you're here to listen as Pastor Steve Matthews teaches from the Bible. We would love it if you would worship with us in Valdez at 2638 Messer Road. We gather at 9.45 a.m. for Sunday school and 11 a.m. for a worship service. We also meet at 6 p.m. on Wednesdays to study God's Word. Thank you for listening today.